You are now listening to Zekaic Podcast, proclaiming the gospel. Jesus is Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. A blessed Sunday, church. I know for us here in Sambuanga City, it's a different kind of worship because we are once again under MECQ. But nonetheless, we praise and thank God for the opportunity that He has given us to have this online worship whenever or wherever we are. May it be at the comforts of our homes or at the respective places, workplaces that we are in today. And today we are celebrating Mother's Day. And before I go on, I just want to emphasize that many in the family are really dependent on moms. Don't you agree? For the food that we're e- for, for the food that we eat, for the clothes that we are that we need to wear. Whenever we go home, most of the time, the first one that we are actually looking for is our moms for no specific reason. We are very much dependent on our moms. But have we ever asked the question, where do moms depend? And to all the moms who have been sacrificing, placing their family's need before theirs, who silently goes through struggles, who desires to see their children succeed and achieve many things in life, who loves their spouse and their family endlessly and tirelessly, to all moms who are watching right now, we honor you. This day is dedicated for all of you. And the Bible has many stories about godly mothers who have exemplified great faith and dependence towards God. And it all started with Sarah, who was a gift from a God who was gift from God to Abram. Sarah, a model of faith. Sarah, a model of obedience. Sarah, who has given a child late in life, nonetheless. She demonstrated the faith and sanctity of life that makes marriage and motherhood what it ought to be. There was an example of Rachel, whose last words were before her life, passed from her body, rather giving birth to one of her children, whom she named Ben-Oni, a child of grief. And there was Elizabeth, that sweet, gracious mother of the greatest prophet who ever lived, John the Baptist. And of course, there was Mary, the mother of our Lord. I know that in all of us, we can relate how it is to be mothered. One way or the other, we have felt the love, patience, and sacrifice of a mother. Either it is directly from our own mom, or may it be through a spiritual mother, or those we consider a mother figure in our lives. And today, I want to share a passage in the Bible where it clearly shows that she is a woman of passion, prayer, promise, and praise. If you have your Bibles with you, Open it with me in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 9 to 18. Again, that's found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 9 to 18. It says there, Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, 
and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Verse 12, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Now in the verse that we just read, we encounter a woman named Hannah. Her name means grace. And back then, this was actually the time the period of Judges. This was a time where Israel haven't had any king. A time of great confusion. This was also the time where they were morally wicked and their passion for God grew cold. With Samson's death, they don't have a leader and many priests were corrupt and people became immoral. And back then, revelation from God was so rare. And we meet the husband of Hannah in the verse that we just read. And if you would look at the passage, you would realize that Elkanah had a second wife. The second wife was Penina. And she bore children for Elkanah. While Hannah, on the other hand, was childless, was barren. Now in biblical times, polygamy was not something that God designed. It was a culture back then, and it was allowed in their culture during their time. There were speculations why Elkanah had a second wife. And many biblical scholars and commentators would say that it was probably because of Hannah's barrenness, because she can't bear any child for Elkanah. But you see, even it was like that, Hannah married a religious woman. It says in verse 3, This man, Elkanah, would go up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Because the temple back then where the Ark of the Covenant was placed was there. He was a worshiping man. And he went and offered his sacrifice to the Lord there. And not only that, if you would read verse 4, it says, And when the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, one of those times when he took the trip to Shiloh, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and all her sons and her daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion for leave, for he loved Hannah. What does this imply? Meaning his love for Hannah was so great that he was willing to give anything to make Hannah happy and satisfied. But you see, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't always a happy day for Hannah. It was an easy life for her. It was a struggle for her that she can't produce a child for her husband. Because there can be many grounds for this, such as divorce. 
Because back then, marriage and children were necessary to have a fulfilled and satisfied life. And for her, she was not doing well on that section of her duty. But you see, Hannah desiring a child shows how interested she is in glorifying the Lord. And I want to emphasize four things from the life of Hannah. Number one is this. She was passionate of the things from God. You see, Hannah wanted a child because she knew it would bring glory to God. She wanted a child so much and not to have a child just because she wants that child to provide for her when she grew old. But you see, her heart was broken over the fact that she could not have a child. She didn't have any selfish motive. She didn't want a child to live out her unfulfilled desires. She didn't want a child just so that she can show society that their family would have someone to continue their family name or legacy. She didn't want a child to fulfill her own need for love. But you know what? She wanted a child to give to God. Because Hannah knew that a child is a gift from God. And she longed to offer it to the Lord. She desired a child because she knew that it was all about God's favor. She wanted to honor and glorify God. And she knew that the best gift of God's love ever given to woman is a child. Hannah was passionate of the things from God. And the second thing is Hannah was a woman of prayer. Hannah knew what she needed to do. When she was barren, she knew that the only thing and the only person that she can go to is towards God. In verse 9, it says, Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you'll only look on your servant's misery and remember and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord of all the days of his life. And no razor will be used on his head. She was a woman of prayer. Hannah knew that God was a source of children. Hannah knew that it was God alone who can change her situation because she knew that no amount of physical solution could ever change her situation. It needed God's intervention for her desire to be fulfilled. And she continued praying to the Lord. And isn't that a beautiful attitude? While going through this sermon and reading the story of Hannah, I have heard of testimonies of mothers and wives praying, praying for God's intervention to happen to their husband, to come to know Christ, praying for the child to receive the Lord earnestly and faithfully praying for the future of their family, kneeling down, humbly asking the Lord to take part in action according to His will and purpose. In their lives. I remember a story back in 2016 
that surfaced the internet about courageous Katie. Maybe some of you are familiar of this story. But on that year, there was this child named Katie who was diagnosed with a rare kind of cancer. In two months, she was in the hospital. A dozen of doctors, tens if not hundreds of needles that went to her body. And Felice, who was her mom, so her only daughter's body deteriorated ng hina, pumayat ng liit. And as it progressed, we, they saw their body, they saw the body of their child deteriorate, moving liters of diarrhea, enduring blood transfusions, fever, and endless tests. And for three months, they were praying and asking God to do a miracle, to save Katie. And you see, back then, they recalled that Katie was not actually scared of death. Because since she was a child, they taught Katie that Jesus loves her. Until three months after, Katie died. And Phyllis knew that God's answer to their prayers was no. It broke her heart. It broke her heart. But she understood that God said no to the miracle they hoped for because he wanted to say yes to something bigger. Felice added that back then, the only thing that they could, be, that they, that they could comfort themselves of is the thought that Jesus wanted that in that situation to be less of them and more of him. But you know what? Even in that moment of struggle, of pain, of heartache, they never stop praying. She continued to pray. And finally, God honored her prayer by giving them another child. Last 2017, Talita Kalea was born. And she believed that he is, she is the restoration that they needed from God to discover how and what it is to be a parent and a mother once more. And if you're going to look at their story, God honored her prayer. God honored her prayer. And just like Hannah, Hannah was a woman of prayer. And we know a lot of mothers right now is the same a woman of prayer. And thirdly, Hannah was a woman of promise. In verse 11, it says, And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. What Hannah did here was a Nazarite vow. A vow that totally devotes and consecrates one's life to God. No personal indulgence at all. No preoccupation with form and looks and fashion at all. And so she promised God, I'll give you this child. I just want to be fulfilled as a mother. That was the prayer of Hannah. Inside the heart of Hannah, she wanted to raise a godly son to give back to God for his glory 
an honor. And you see, in our life today, oftentimes we have many dreams. Many dreams for our brothers, our sisters, even so our parents, even our mothers. I know that they desire great things from us and for their children. But I think the greatest desire that they could ever have in their hearts is whenever they present their children to God once more, dedicating it, dedicating the child to God once more. Hannah knew whom she was trusting. The reason why she made that vow, she made that promise to God is because she knew her God foremost. She knew her God foremost. She knew that God is a promise keeper and that she is the source of all good and great gifts. That's why Hannah was so confident in making that promise and vow towards God. Because Hannah was a woman of promise. She was a woman of promise. And fourthly, Hannah was a woman of praise. You see, when God answered her prayer, and when he gave Samuel to Hannah, what was the response of Hannah? It says there in chapter 2, Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There's no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. You see, this is a woman, a picture of a woman with a grateful heart, a heart full of gratitude. When her prayer was finally answered, she expressed that pure, unbroken praise that streams out of the abundance of her heart. And it even said there, they returned to their house in Ramah. Elkanah had relations with Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And it came about in due time, after Hannah had conceived, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. And Samuel means heard by God. And can you just imagine the situation right there? That little boy, an answered prayer from God, will forever be a remembrance from God and would remind Hannah that right, that child right there is an answered prayer. That child right there is an answered prayer. And you could see how intentional Hannah was towards her words to God. She praised God all the more when God answered her prayer. That unbroken praise. That grateful heart that Hannah has. You see, Hannah remembered her prayer. Hannah remembered her prayer and Hannah kept true to that prayer. And what was inside Hannah's mind that time? You could imagine that what a sin, 
She sought nothing from his child. She sought not that he have some great career in some big field in the future, that when he studies and graduates, that would help me. No, hindi ganun yung desire ni Hannah. But right then and there, even though Samuel was not yet born, Hannah knew that one day she's going to dedicate that child back to the Lord for his glory and honor. She sought not that he should be put in a situation where he could make sure he had enough to care for in her old age. No, she gave the child away to God. Never though did she drop her responsibility for him. That's why in chapter 2 verse 18, it says, Now Samuel was ministering before the Lord as a boy wearing a linen ephod. Because Hannah was true to her prayer. She was true to her prayer and the Lord honored Hannah's prayer. You see how dependent Hannah was towards God? Not every mom is like that. Fully dependent towards God. But you see, Hannah is a model of a woman that is dependent toward His one and only God. The source of her being the source of her strength. She knew that from the very beginning, she couldn't do it on her own. Alam ni Hannah yun. Alam niya that the only answer that she need and that could help her in her situation was His one true God. Because she knew that God is a promise keeper and that God is the one who gives children. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, our dependence on God shows how passionate we are to bring Him glory. Our dependence on God shows how passionate we are to bring Him glory. If we would think that we can do everything because we are strong, we are smart, we are rich, then we are wrong. Because the only reason where it's possible for us to do things successfully it's because our God is with us and apart from Him, we are nothing. And our dependence on God shows how passionate we are to bring Him glory. The moment that we realize that none of the things that we have today, that we experience today, is because of our own ability that's the moment that we can bring that unbroken praise towards God to bring Him glory and honor. And I want to address this message to both moms and all sons and daughters. I know that all our moms, they're hardworking. How can you be a mother who is fully dependent on God when it comes to their children? How can you make a commitment to lead your children to serve God? And I want us to look properly at the life of Hannah. It was possible for her because she knew where to go. And I know that all moms are like this. All mothers seeks best for their children, to provide for their children. All moms would desire great things for their kids. And it's all possible because God 
is with them. Can we be fully dependent on God with our children? Can we lead our children to serve God? Yes, we can. If our moms would also serve God. Can you lead children to worship God? Yes, you can. If you also practice worshiping God starting in your respective homes. You see, to all moms listening right now, we honor you. We honor you for tirelessly serving God and serving your families. We know there are unspoken sacrifices that you made for us, silent prayers that you uttered from your heart, hurt and pain that you have kept for the longest time, victories that you have shared with us. In behalf of all, from the bottom of our hearts, I want to say thank you for being the best mom that you could ever be. You are more than enough, and your sacrifices for the family are sin and felt. And in behalf of everyone as well, I want to say sorry. Sorry for the times that you felt that you are not valued and that you think that you are unseen. For the moments that you thought all your sacrifices were put to waste. For us being hard-headed and not taking your advices to mind and heart, we are sorry. And thank you for the unlimited second chances and for loving us unselfishly and unconditionally. Now I want to direct at this point my attention for all the sons and daughters. I know there are times and moments that we are so mad at our moms. Maybe because we thought that our moms has the loudest voice or she can be a great rapper whenever she's angry. Or maybe there are needs that we expected our moms to give or do but never did. Or perhaps there was a time that our moms committed a mistake that made us so angry or they had, or they had to be so far just to be able to provide for our needs. And I'm speaking from my heart. And I want this question to throw to you. Ang nanay ba pag nagkamali, nanay pa din? If a mother commits mistake, is she still your mom? Because you see, regardless of the pain of that anger that it's inside our hearts towards our mom, we have to understand that our moms are not perfect. There will be times that they will fall short and will not be able to meet our needs. But they are our moms. They will try their best to give what is best for us. They will not show that they are tired they will work endlessly just to provide our needs. They will be angry at us for quite some time, but their love is bigger than our mistakes. We may have many shortcomings in life as sons and daughters, but you see, our moms would look past that because they are the ones that loved us first and loved us unconditionally. Our moms are not perfect, but they will never give up on loving us just as how God 
have loved us. And as I end, I want to end with a personal story. Growing up, I was a part of a broken family. I was in high school when my parents decided to part ways. And back then, the only thing that I can remember was, for me, my mom and dad were so selfish and unfair because they did that decision on their own. Have they never thought about us? But you see, my mom was the one who stayed beside us. My mom was the one who raised us on her own. But she was the most misunderstood among all. I remember one incident where he would fight. We would fight a lot because I demanded answers from her of why they broke up. And I never understood her side. But at times, I would just see her cry silently in secret, but she would never show to us that her heart is aching. She would always show that she is strong and would try everything in her power to provide and find ways to serve. She is my, she is my first ever debate teacher. She taught me patience, she showed me care and love. She made it possible for us to finish our studies. She supported us morally and in any way possible. She worked hard for us. She is my greatest supporter and my prayer warrior. And just like any other moms, she is not perfect. But she is my mom. And that's more than enough. You are more than enough, Ma. And I want to end with this poem that I made. Mama, Nanay, Ina, Inay, Mommy, Mother, Mamang. Ibat iba kung tawagin, pero iisa lang ang ibig sabihin. Mama. Taos pusong pasasalamat sa lahat sa pagmamahal, pagtitiis, pagpapatawad, pag-iintindi, paggabay at sa pagiging sapat. Sa mga panahong kami ay may kakulangan, hindi ka nagpakita ng pag-alinlangan. Mama, salamat po dahil inaluga at pinuhay niyo kami dito sa magulong mundo. Ngunit ginabayan para hindi mapunta sa delikado. Tinanggap niyo ang aming buong pagkatao, Mama. Sinigurado niyo na lahat ay gagawin at iaalay kahit pa mga gawaing bahay, nagluto, kumilos para sa lahat ng bagay, para kanino? Para sa amin na mahal mo. Iisa ka lamang, pero nagawa mong kayanin lahat para ipakita na ganun mo kami kamahal pinagtibay na inyong mga dalangin at dasal. Mama, patawad. Patawad sa mga panahon na hindi kami nakikinig, sobrang tigas ng ulo at makitid. Patawad. Sa mga payo na hindi sinaulo sa mga problema na binigay sa iyo. Patawad. Kung nararamdaman mo na hindi namin pinapakita o nakita ang iyong sakripisyo, o ipakita man lang kung gaano ka namin kagusto pasalamatin sa mga maliliit at malalaking ginagawa mo. Patawad. 
Ngunit mama, walang katumbas ang iyong pagmamahal. Kahit na ilang beses kami magkamali, pagmamahal mo lang ang mananatili. Mama, siguro'y isang madilim na umaga pag wala o malayo ka. Sapagat ikaw ang ilaw ng tahanan, matuturing buhay na kayamanan. Mama, bago ko tapusin ang kwentong ito, hayaan nyo't kami magpasalamat ng taos puso. O inay, mami, mama at nanay, kahit kami pasaway kasama ni tatay, di kalilimutan mga gabay at pangaral, pagkat ikaw ay bigay ng may kapal sa Diyos, ikaw ay sadyang pinagpala para sa amin ay maging biyaya. To all moms out there, Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. You just heard a message from Zamboanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekaek Ministries. God bless.